listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. I am the least intimidating interviewer you will ever encounter on the planet, okay. Seth. Seth is here. Good morning. How are Good you morning. on this on this snowy Thursday morning? I am well. Uh, you know, nothing like a good two, three inches to get the day going. You know what? Uh, two, three inches of snow, freezing rain. It is a little bit slippery outside, but, you know, we, we do the best we can. As long as we got a stable Wi-Fi connection, that's all we can ask for, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, Seth Fardman is I should I should almost start out this interview as the man, the myth, the legend, because I've heard so many great things about you and your company and what you do. So I will completely mess up your background. So I want to let you uh, go for it. Give us the Cliff Notes version of who you are and what you do. Okay, thank you. Um, I really I appreciate the opportunity. You have a great podcast, and um, you know, definitely, uh, definitely a thrill to be on. Uh, the the short version is that <clears throat> I used to be a, a securities attorney. Uh, hopefully, uh, nobody will hold that against me. I haven't practiced in about twenty years. Um, and then, and then, you know, it, it is a great, you know, rags to riches story. I slept on my couch for about nine months. I um, I started a company called Vintage Filings. And um, we did SEC filings for publicly traded companies. This was back in 02. And then uh, by 07, we had a couple thousand clients, uh, about 120 employees, and uh, right place, right time, a lot of hustle, had the chance to sell the company uh, to PR Newswire uh, in 2007. Um, and then since then, I've just had that bug to uh, to start companies, grow them, uh, many have failed, but uh, a couple have had some success. And so anything in the sort of corporate compliance, marketing, storytelling industry is something that uh, that I enjoy doing. I love it. I love your story. And again, I cannot speak highly enough of what Steph does, because every time I want to talk about uh, just micro cap IPOs, NASDAQ, your name always comes up into the conversation. So I just, I just pay a lot of people to say a lot of nice things. So. <laughs> there we go. There's the correct answer. Well, the, the other thing I want to say is that this, this episode is going to be a little bit different, right? I interview a ton of startup founders, you know, from the, the charging infrastructure companies to automotive retail companies that are thinking through EVs a little differently to, um, you know, companies that are doing charging software. So would love you your hot take, Seth, with all of your knowledge and all of your expertise, like what if one of these companies came to you and said, like, Seth, I'm thinking about doing an IPO. I'm thinking about going public. Like any good uh, former recovering lawyer, I'd probably answer the question with a question, right? I mean, right. there's probably a bunch of things to uh, to, to first consider, um, you know, but where, where I sit, um, and I guess I neglected to say what I spend most of my time now currently doing is I, I run a firm called VStock and at VStock, VStock Transfer. 
And what we do is we're a stock transfer agent for um, roughly about 800 publicly traded companies. And many of the clients that we've onboarded or that we currently service came to us pre-IPO and we've handled their, their IPO, whether it's to the OTC, the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. And then we work with them going forward. So um, we, I'd like to think that I'm in a, in, in a unique position that I, I'm not a banker and I'm not uh, an underwriter, but I do have sort of like my pulse on what's going on, you know, what companies are looking for. And so, Alina, to answer your question, I would say over the last four, let's call it four years or so, I've spoken to a lot of companies in the EV space. And uh, listen, I've seen a lot come and a lot go. Um, and then I've seen them in a lot of different um, a lot of different shapes and sizes, meaning to, to, to your point beforehand, we've seen some that are straight out, you know, uh, EV companies, some that are in the ride sharing component, but they've got that EV flavor. Um, there's a company right now we're working with that's based out of Israel. That's got amazing battery testing technology. So, so many of the companies touch that EV category. Um, and the answer for them really is, uh, this is going to be the technical answer. It depends, right? Um, it's going to depend on, are they doing it because they need the money? Are they doing it um, because you want to do acquisitions? And, um, you know, I think a lot of people feel that if they can uh, go public, use the capital markets as a platform to uh, to tell their story that it's going to be an overnight success. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into it. And, and I've seen a lot of companies pass. I mean, I have I have one client in mind that, you know, has been on and off the fence about going public for three, four years now. And um, it's uh, it's a day to day question. A day-to-day -day question. And that also brings me to something that I'm always curious about is how important is storytelling to these companies when they decide like, Seth, we're going to go public, we're doing it. How important of a component is storytelling? Yeah, no, it's it's it sounds simple, right? Um, but I feel like people like yourself or or others in the industry it's it it's a natural um progression of 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 any business 101 um you know class and that is that you have to be able to not just convey your your journey um but we live in a world where five ten years ago you would just put out a press release hope somebody reads it call it a day and in today's environment you know whether you're private or public if you just put out a press release and hope somebody reads it, you're going to hear crickets, right? I mean, you're not you're not going to get the exposure and the visibility. So, you know, for a lot of these uh, companies that come to us, whether they're thinking of going public or they're they've been public and they're not getting the exposure that they're looking for, it's a multi-level process. In other words, you've got to be doing road shows, as people we know have to go to conferences. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta hit the road. You gotta speak to the crowds. Um, you've got to, you've got to leverage social media the right way. Um, LinkedIn is, is fabulous for that. Um, and, um, it's a question of really explaining to people, and this is my opinion, you, you have to explain to them why they would miss out. Right. In other words, if you could say you have the greatest company right now, very often, a lot of these potential investors will say, that's amazing. 
I'm going to keep my eye on it for the next six months and come back to me in six months. It's like, that's not what you're looking for. You want to convey, again, only if it's accurate, only if it's true, you know, get involved with me today because in six months from now, it's going to be too late. And you got to explain why it's going to be too late to get them excited, to get them motivated. Um, and the other part of storytelling is is it's we live in a, in a much more visual um, world than we did years ago. So people want to see the products. They want to see the fleet of cars. They want to see the batteries. They want to see the charging. They want to see um, even something as simple as graphics and logos. They want to identify um, that with your company. And then they want to know the face behind the company. It used to be, I don't care who the CEO is. I care about the product. Now it's like, well, who's the CEO and what's his journey like? And what's his day-to-day -day routine like? And what's he doing to hustle? So I think the companies that um, are comfortable telling that story from a multi-level approach will end up getting the exposure that they're looking for. Absolutely. And I think Musk took that to a completely different level, right? I mean, everything <laughs> yeah, that you're saying... It's like, it's like, well, yeah, because every time I'm I'm scrolling through Twitter, I mean, X or whatever it's called right. now, right. you know, you, you see, because it, it's like a trifecta now. It's like, because I'm following electric vehicles, right? I'm following what Tesla's doing. And then Musk owns the platform. So it's like, I cannot escape this man right now. Right. But I think you're right. Companies that are able to tell an effective story in a way that's going to resonate with people, because we do have eight second attention spans, which is why I only do really quick episodes, which is why we got to like compact all this really great information in a short amount of time. So for an EV company, you know, if they say, Seth, I, I want to be a meme stock, what's your first gut reaction to that statement? You know, it's got to be balanced. It's got to be balanced. I just, I, I actually just watched that movie, Dumb Money, uh, about a week ago. Um, you know, some of it I, I found very educational. I did not know because, you know, there's so many different compartments about the going public process as well as being public that there's stuff that we do as a transfer agent that partners at law firms don't know about until we explain it to them and there's you know stuff that we get involved with about transferring stocks to people's accounts that the ceos have to learn an entirely new lingo um and it's a ton of acronyms it's dwac and drs and dtc and you know i could go on and on but but um in terms of in terms of reaching that retail audience i think it's something that that companies are recognizing you have to have a healthy balance, right? I mean, it used to be um, I'm only going for the for the well-known institutions and I want uh, only the hedge funds and the money managers. But um, at the same time, I think what's going to help with liquidity and retail is getting it out to the average Joe. And 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 that's that's where social, I think, definitely comes to mind. Social will help you reach both audiences. Um, but, um, but you definitely want to be able to reach the masses. And of course you, you're not, you're not out there hunting for the guy that's in his pajamas. That's going to buy $5 worth of your stock and then think that he runs the place, which happens. Uh, we try to avoid that, but, um, I think it's a healthy balance of, uh, of retail and institution that's going to make it successful. No, absolutely. That guy in his underwear that's on Robin hood, uh, eight hours exactly. a day, Exactly. he's, he's going to be the guy. <laughs> What are some things that you've seen that maybe surprised you when a company has went public, did their IPO? 
or uh, maybe was at microcap and then was uplisted to NASDAQ. Say nothing surprises me anymore. That's the bottom line. I mean, we've seen companies that um, really have no no really exciting story, and yet the companies do well and they're healthy and they're uh, and they're thriving. And then other companies that have incredible announcements. Um, and and that's really the question that I get most often from 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 CEOs of companies that go public or about to go public. Sometimes they put out incredible news that they are confident is going to take the company to the next level, and and it doesn't. And in fact, the company's stock goes down that day. And um, you know that's something that CEOs sit and ponder over, and uh, industry professionals, um, you know, there's just nothing surprises me anymore. You know, people and people have said to me over the years because I've had other other service uh, companies all within the corporate compliance, and people have said to me, "Well, when are you going public?" And I was like, "No, I know better. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's, it's the right it's the right move because basically companies that have a an agenda, um, they just need to follow through and execute on it. Like if I know that if I had uh, stock as capital, um, then I can go out and and acquire this dealer or this EV company or this technology, then I'm going into it with a specific motivation. And I'm not going to get distracted by whether my stock is up or down 10 cents. If I know that if I was a publicly traded company and, and my stock was currency and I could go out and hire, you know, the top 10, five managers out there and, you know, they would come to me because I can give them stock or options and I'm using this currency, that's a great reason to go public. Um, you know, just to go public because you can beat your chest and say, hey, I'm on the NASDAQ, not uh, not the best approach. It's a different type of focus because we as entrepreneurs, um, we probably think very similar. We wake up every day and we say, okay, how can I crush it? Um, how can I make the most money, have the most growth, um, gain the most valuable reputation? And that's really our long-term and short-term focus. In other words, that's my agenda for the next hour, day, month, year, five-year plan. When you're public, your your um, horizon is, is basically every 90 days. You're like, how am I going to make my, my quarterly numbers? Because then my reports are going to come out. I'm going to file with the SEC and I have to... You, you're running your business in a very different way when your horizon is a 90-day window versus hey I'm I'm an entrepreneur and I just need to I just need to grow as fast as I can um you know to build my business this is an awesome conversation Seth I feel like we're gonna need to do a follow-up at some point because there's gonna I I just I know there's gonna be some crazy announcements that are coming out this year from different EV companies would love to get your hot take on it um so we'll we'll just have to have you as a friend of the show if you're okay with that Absolutely. Consider it done. And yeah, I'm looking forward. I mean, there's there's um, there's awesome technology that we see and um, we're we're very interested in what's going to happen with the IPO market as a whole. Um, you know, obviously, the last 18 months, um, it was it was quiet and then it was it was it was about to explode when you had, um, you know, some of the more marquee names that were going to go out and those fizzled. They, they didn't explode. So now things cooled off a little bit. Uh, but here we are, January 2024, and and we're ready to things we're, we're ready to see where things are headed. So um, we'd love to come back and share it with you when the time is right.
Yeah, we're going to we're going to do it. We're going to mark the calendar. So, Seth, again, um, please tell the audience, tell the listeners where people can connect with you, obviously, on LinkedIn and also um, talk about your show a little bit. Do you have any new episodes coming out soon? Yeah. So so on the most basic level, everybody can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm uh, I say that I'm an enthusiast, but uh, I may I may be a bit of an addict to be if I'm being honest with everybody. Uh, So definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, anything and all things about going public, uh, our website is vstocktransfer.com. And um, anybody who's interested in the topic as a whole, I do have a podcast, um, you know, different categories. So definitely not competing with you. Otherwise, I'd lose. Um, it's called it's called Startup to Stock Exchange. And we try to interview most specifically uh, CEOs who took their ideas from the garage to the stock exchange. So uh, definitely tune into that. Oh, I love it. I love Steph's show. You guys have to go and subscribe. Smash that subscribe button for Seth. Try to say that five times fast. Seth, it's been amazing. Be careful on the roads out there in Long Island. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a rough one. So Seth, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. Great to talk. Thank you so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to evs4everyone.com slash contact. That's evs4everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, keep charging forward.